0: The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com give.
1: I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess, and you're listening to the Secrets of Technology podcast.
0: Enjoy. You're listening to the Secrets of Technology. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Father Andrew Kinsteader. Hey, Father. Hello there. And Joanne Mercer. Hello, Joanne. Hi, Dom. So this is the big day for all of us. Uh, but before I get to our main topic, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you are sure to enjoy called Let's Science you can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash science. Now, I say this is a big day for, for us every year. Like we have the, the three of us combined have a big day, two big days a year on this show. And uh, luckily we've arranged it so that Father Corey didn't have to be here for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I can get Father Andrew on. Uh, Father Corey's Good. like, can you this stop making f- me do all
2: the Apple shows? This might be the first time I've gotten in on a WWDC show. Yay. Yes. Yes. And so
0: we're talking <laughs> Apple announcements and that we are the three big Apple geeks on the panel. So we're, we have, we've arranged it so that we can talk about uh, the latest news. And, man, these are some, this some big news, as everyone, I'm sure, is aware. Uh, so let's get right into it. So Apple had their annual developer conference. And like everyone was expecting, they announced their new... AR goggles, the Apple Vision Pro. Now let's get it out of the way. It's thirty five hundred bucks when it comes when it eventually shows up, or at least that's what they announced. Will it still be thirty five hundred dollars in a year and a half to two years? Maybe not. Who knows? But let's get the price up there right now. Well, since there was an audible gasp in the room, <laughs> perhaps not. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean everybody knew it was going to be expensive. I think people did not expect it to be I think the high end guesses I was hearing ahead of time were 3000 so 3500 was 3, yeah. Although you look at the tech that's in it.
2: Mm.
0: And it's a it's amazing that that the tech even exists at any price.
2: Yeah. It's not for your average user though. No. I I mean I I want one because I'm a VR guy, but I I'm going to I'm going to take uh the the Meta Quest 3 over over Apple's until that price, you know, gets into gets into my budget palatable range. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, and see I am not a Meta Quest person. In mm-hmm. fact, VR makes me sick. Okay but i looked at this thing and i was like the possibilities of not having to deal with monitors ever again
0: that's a big one
1: yeah <laughs> is huge but i'm saying to myself you know what this thing by the time this thing is refined i'm going to be retired and not <laughs> want, and not caring about not using monitors after i was you know have played with them at work so i i just think it, and i also think it's a little clunky
0: really well, well, the battery oh, we, pack is a, is kind of a pain. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little clunky because yeah, of course the pundits have been going for the last couple of days and I you know saying you you're gonna, you going to want to wear this more than 2 hours at a time and plus the battery doesn't go that long. I'm thinking unless it looks like Jordy's visor, the masses the mass public is not going to go for this
0: in in huge form. And the, that, the way I'm looking at this is like this is like the original iPod, the original iPhone, the mm-hmm. original iPad. Right. When all of those things come out, the original Apple Watch, everybody said too clunky, doesn't do enough. It's too expensive. Every single one of those things. And then they made them faster, smaller, cheaper, more capable. Uh-huh. And that's what's going to happen. This is the first iteration. I can't even imagine what they have back in a lab somewhere at Cupertino. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. I think this is. I mean, the the tech that they've got now is amazing. Well, you mentioned the seasickness. I get seasickness too on certain things in the quest. Uh, you know, especially for flying games and that sort of stuff. And part of that is due to lag. Like the part of it is due to your brain. Your eyes are telling you you're til- you're tilting, and your body is saying nope, and that that is kind of messing you up. But part of the nausea can also be from lag. And they said they got the lag. Between you know what's what's happening and what you're experiencing is down so low it's almost to the imperceptibility level like like to the level of your own body's lag, which is kind of wild and the the visual the screens are so like they're more than 4k they call them 4k, but they're even higher than 4k they're like reality and i'm I'm thinking like the, the, one of the things that I thought looked amazing. Like it's not the sort of thing you're gonna sit down and do with your whole family, right? I mean, unless you're Elon Musk, you can't afford to buy multiple <laughs> <Right>. anyway. <laughs> True, but it's it, it. Like I can't ever imagine like the whole thing where someone sits down in front of you and you're they're looking at your like the image of your eyes on it. Like I would take them off. I wouldn't continue to wear mm, them. Yeah, but the idea of being on a plane and making the plane go away and being able to sit on. Tatooine and watch star wars on a 60 inch or 60 foot screen even see you're
1: looking at it that i'm looking at it for work i mean if i can have certain screens in front of me and gesture and be able to move things and make power and make keynotes and all this kind of stuff heck that's better than screen i'm sure it's easier on the eyes at least the way it, the, the technology sounds. So I would prefer something. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm right. not looking at it to play games. I'm looking at it as a productivity tool.
2: That That's what I found really interesting about the way that, that Apple is marketing this is, is the Oculus or the MetaQuest tends to be game focused. This is this is almost geared at like yeah they they didn't start off with games they started off with like showing you you could open up your photos and you could open up your email and you could you surf the surf Safari and whatnot and there's a, there's almost a, a subtle difference in focus on what Apple's pushing than what even the Meta Quest is pushing and I I think it could it could really do wonders for productivity I don't and well and especially the um. The hand gestures, the, the, the meta still has the, the controllers. And I know some of some things it can do with just your fingers, but it's still, at least with, with my experience with the meta, it's, it's clunky. And it this showed it like almost, you didn't even have to lip, lift up your, your hands from your lap. You just kind of gestured with your finger and it would do things. And I'm, yeah, I'm curious about how that works.
0: I think that they're, they're they're pushing productivity first because of that price. People, some people will buy it because it's a luxury device and they can afford a luxury device, like a $10,000 Apple Watch. But, you know, in the beginning, you know, there are people who spend $3,500 on monitors, you know, for mm-hmm. their office. Mm-hmm. And so that's not as big a deal. And I, I love that idea because think of the typical office environment. You know, nowadays, if someone from, 60 years ago showed up in in a typical office, church office, any office, like all these screens everywhere and people would be hidden behind screens and it would feel very isolating and impersonal, you know, especially when you're in a cube farm, you know what I mean, like in a in a, yeah. a in a that sort of environment. Whereas if if you don't have all that stuff, then it's a much cleaner environment and I I love the demonstration of how you could like set down your MacBook and kind of just gesture to make what's on the Macbook screen go up into the air mm-hmm. and be all around you and you can yeah. use a real keyboard and a real trackpad again because the latency is so low it looks like you're looking through the the headset as opposed to it it you know uh using a camera to show you you know what what you're doing and so it's that that seamless i love that idea i saw somewhere that uh they've got final cut pro working on it, which would be wow. which is kind of amazing that idea um, so I, you know there's a lot of jokes everyone's going to joke everyone jokes about all the new apple stuff whenever it comes out but i I look at this and say in five years, this is going to be huge
2: apple apple does well and when they release a product, they release a good product yes. correct and they've they've waited on this this has been rumored for years, even the AR goggles which I almost would prefer I wish they would have perfected those but this is sort of actually it's sort of a hybrid it's I mean because it is VR but they're allowing your 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 spatial what's what's right in front of you to to pass through and be kind of the background to your to your apps if you want it to be so it's sort of an AR kind of uh kind of halfway
1: I think it needs to be ar too because when you're in one of those other types of um goggles people are always bumping into walls and stuff and i have a feeling this is made so that you don't do that your reality is still there and if somebody comes to talk to you you don't have to take anything off you just have those wicked eyes look at you and
2: (laughs) which i thought was really Uh, weird uh (laughs) <laughs> I didn't I didn't I don't I don't think that's going to work very well. I mean it no, like it, it, it won't. I I get the idea behind it because using the 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 quest it is awkward if you're like if you're the one in the the quest and someone else is trying to talk to you or vice versa. I get that. But it's it's that um forgive the forgive the analogy here uh the the princess leia rogue one uh sort of you know idea where like Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah it's it's your face that you're seeing but it's it's not really your face right or even they they talked about facetime well that's a little different
0: yeah but still
2: it's like it's 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 like that uncanny valley of so
0: the eyes that are projected on the front that's actually a visual image of your eyes and they're using okay, okay. so they're, there's a camera on the inside that's taking an image and it's um, correcting for distortion, just like all that continuity camera stuff that they've been doing. So that's projecting on the front. Now the the other thing you mentioned is the personas, the digital persona for FaceTime, and yeah, that kind of weird. <laughs> I just can't imagine like it. Ju- I, the, the, even what they were showing, which is presumably the best possible version of it, it looked uncanny valley, and it looked kind of. Yeah. I would almost prefer a memoji instead mm. of trying to create an accurate representation
2: well it once you once you sit in that uncanny valley i'd rather it be i'd rather it be a pixar animation yeah. or it needs to be real it the, the uncanny valley just is yeah. weird it yeah. was weird and plus if you're doing facetime like yeah i i yeah <laughs> I want to I want to I want to see the person that I'm talking to and I want them to see me. This whole CGI version of me is not not right. Right. right.
0: It's and not. We, it's,
2: it's like a contrary to the focus of FaceTime.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, don't bother with the video and just do audio and and then right. show your screens, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, yeah just like a. I don't think that I don't think that will go over. I don't think people will will do that. I think I think Apple was throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there because we're still a year and a half away from this being on the wild it's like with the watch and like some other things they're going to throw a lot of stuff out there and see what people pick up and they're just kind of planting seeds what do you think of the um i know it's not productivity but disney coming out bob Iger on stage that was a big deal (laughs) i think that's a big endorsement from a major corporation to say to say they believe in it
1: well because a lot of their catalog would would fit perfectly with this yeah you know, between Marvel and Star Wars, and it mm-hmm. it's all that big
0: mm-hmm. CGI and, stuff. So it it would be well, perfect. And ESPN, the the sports stuff they showed was pretty amazing. Look, they they can't yeah. get four view on a on a YouTube TV right yet. So <laughs> I, I'm, I, I have
1: I have little you know, patience for something like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this it's the promise, it's the possibility, and that's really what what captures the mind. Now, I know people are sort of like, this is the dystopian future. This is going to be like the uh, people in the chairs in WALL-E. I mean, I I get whenever there's a new technology, whether it's AI or AR, VR goggles or whatever, people are afraid of a dystopian effect. I mean, frankly, smartphones, as we talked about last week, smartphones have been a great boon to society and a great bad, you know, bad for society. You know, we have to keep in mind the potential bad stuff related to something, which is, which is as big a shift as this will be. Um, I mean, I noticed that they didn't, there was no mention of a metaverse or a virtual worlds that we would interact with other people in the virtual worlds. There was none of that. There was, I felt like Apple was really trying to emphasize you can do this, but it's in the real world. We're just augmenting the real world. Do you think that's enough? Do you think that's a reaction to the metaverse stuff? I think so. I mean,
2: I think the the you know we we had the the pandemic, and so everybody went online, and we all recognized that we can communicate online. But there's we're we're not meant to like, I mean, that, that, that's contrary to how God made us as, as just persons. Like we need that, that face-to-face connection, the real connection. And, and if we just go virtual for everything, it, it can suffice sort of as a temporary thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill that, 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 that inner heartfelt need that we all have. So, I mean, that, that, that's one of the things that I, I always kind of just scoff when i hear uh facebook talk about the metaverse and it's like okay yeah <laughs> you know no but but if you can i yeah i i don't see i don't see the these the vision pro being like everybody becoming the the wally kind of zombies or even ready player one where everybody's right. just sucked into this thing mm. i i and i and i think apple probably recognizes it too which is why maybe they're pushing more for it to be a productivity thing and then you know put it away when it's time for for you know social communication or i don't know because they, they try to bridge the gap and do both and
0: yeah
1: Yeah, well see my excitement comes in again for the productivity when it comes to social there's a lot of other stuff that they're doing in in the os's that kind of cover that so and and i'm i'm of an older generation so i'm much more social anyway so i would I want one of those things to be social? No. Or maybe from my, you know, eventually from my nursing homeroom. But <laughs> other than, you know, other than that, I would, that would be strictly productivity and maybe watch a movie and then if I'm alone and then put it down and, you know, use the other means of communication
2: right and and as a solitary thing or a, not a solitary a solo kind of endeavor i think i think it's perfect yeah and it's and it's a it's a great tool or um i need i need the star wars and doctor who games to migrate <laughs> to it it's um before i before i consider buying it but um you know but but yeah it'll never it'll never replace the the real life interactions that we that we need
0: mm-hmm. like you notice the when they showed someone watching a movie it was a person alone in their apartment you yep. know it was not now if my friend lives across the country maybe we could sit next to each other watching a movie mm-hmm. and that would... and quest already has ways to do that it just isn't as good as what we saw because the resolution isn't as high and that, so yep. and the you know that sort of thing the thing that felt kind of dystopian to me was the dad with the two little girls you know, taking videos yeah. and photos oh. of them. I mean, and it, we already have something like that. Some, cause now we have a slab of a, of a phone camera between us and them, but it's not over your face. And I right. think there's a qualitative difference to that. And that felt a little, mm, I like, I, I kind of cringed when I saw that, like, that's, that's not great. I don't like that. And as, at that point, you may as well put a GoPro
1: on your head, yeah. you know, well, at and, least and, it's not and, in front of your
0: eyes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, what I, I thought agree. was
2: interesting about that part, I don't think it was that it, it wasn't that idea that you're hitting on Dom, but it was the idea that you could have like these 3D images. Mm, I and like, then that. like yeah. that that was a very yeah, interesting technological idea that you can sort of you almost I think like some like Facebook you can have like 3D images and they just kind of I I think they're kind of weird, but I think in a in a VR headset that would be a real interesting thing to it's really getting
0: spatial data. It's using the LiDAR stuff, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, are we going to be able to start t- taking uh, 3D photos and videos with iPhones and maybe the 15 or 16 ah. creating content that they will be able, then be able to consume inside our Vision Pro headset? I have a feeling that's mm-hmm. coming down the line, perhaps that there's going to because as always with WWDC, there's there's two beats. There's the, here's what we can tell you now, and then three months later, when they're releasing the hardware, the other shoe drops and gives us the complete picture. And I think that's there's some, there's a bunch of stuff that showed up in this keynote, not not just with the Vision Pro, but the other stuff where I'm like, that might have a hardware thing that also will change some stuff down the road. So I have a feeling we're going to, we, you know, when comes September, we're going to see some interesting things that match up with what stuff we heard uh, at this event.
1: And so we have to remember, this is developers. This is a developer conference. It's not for mass consumption, yet the press jumps on it like, you know, it's it's gospel and everything here that they're talking about is absolutely going to happen in this manner. And it doesn't. It comes out in different pieces, in different hardware, in different software.
0: So I want to move on because there's a lot to talk about. This was a jam-packed event. I was like... This it was it, it was hard to catch your breath in the middle of this event. It was so much coming so fast. Uh, so I'll quickly talk about the new hardware. It's just it's interesting that to, to, they've got a an M2 Mac Studio, which drooling over Um, because mm. uh, I mean, my, it's my next computer. Oh. It is my next computer. My my M1 Mac Studio is fast, although I, I feel like that it was it has uh, some pro- production line lemon issues it's never worked perfectly but uh just how fast it it would be uh but then the the m2 mac pro finally there's the new mac pro which is basically a mac studio with card slots on steroids yeah so it's like like six thousand dollars seven seven yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: i mean this unless is... you want a rack mount and then it's 75 the yeah. thing's a beast
0: this is not for for normal people this is for no. lucasfilm yeah. and ilm and you know yeah. that that yeah. sort of thing this big is for... video
2: production of kind of stuff
0: these are for people with with massive compute needs um and then something that is probably within most people's you know realm mm-hmm. of possibility is the 15 inch macbook pro m2 Macbook Air. Sorry. There's never been a 15-inch Macbook Air like in the M's in the silicon series. Uh so people who have people have figured out that with the silicon max, a Macbook Air is probably sufficient for the 90% of people's needs. A lot of people like me used to get Macbook Airs, Macbook Pros, I got to keep that straight. Macbook Pros because we needed the extra power, but the Airs have lots of power. So Getting that in M2 with a bigger screen—that's really nice.
1: Yeah, but the problem still is it needs an, at least one or two more USB-Cs.
0: Yeah,
1: it really does. It, and it, yeah. I'll tell you, just out of case study, my husband with, it wants to come back to Mac in the worst way, but he's but he's not a creative. He's a bean counter. He counts. You know, he does number crunching. A MacBook Air would be perfect for him. But because he has so many peripherals when he goes places, even with the dongles, which he hates, you know, if it had one or two more USB-Cs, I think we'd be he'd be in better shape. So yeah. he's going to get a pro because of it. I mean, that's the guess. reason why.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I've embraced the dongle lifestyle. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's just I've accepted that that inevitability uh, that they're not going to give us more than that. You know, the two Thunderbolt ports. Um well, at least we have the MagSafe power port now, so we're not taking yeah. up one of those ports with power. Uh, so it's like getting another one. But I see, I, I agree with you. And that's the thing is, is if you are a person who needs more peripherals, you're gonna need to get the, yeah. the you know the the pro. But yeah, I I, I love the idea of getting uh, that less expensive Air though. I I, I you know the M2 is that amazing looking. Mm. Yeah. So uh, so let's talk about iOS 17 and iPad OS uh 17. They, they showed off a new thing, a personalized contact posters. So like right now, when your phone rings, it has an uh, an image that pops up. And if the person doesn't, if you don't have like a, a contact photo for that person, it's like their initials in a, in a colored background. And it looks kind of janky. You know, it doesn't look, it's, you know, cool and slick so what you can do as a if you have an iphone is you can set up your own this is what it will look like on the other person's phone when i call them with a nice photo or background It looks like a like a lock screen the whole nine yards now the first thing i said was oh this could be bad if because people could no. be sending images that are like even if you just have that like jerk brother or guy, friend from college <laughs> mm-hmm. who wants to you prank you and send you know uh, insulting things or gross things. Um, Apple did say they are doing uh, image recognition and preventing anything that would be um, not safe for work. Let's put it that way.
2: Did, Good. Did did they mention that that this was an automatic thing? If you set up a contact poster, like everybody's going to see it, regardless of whether they like you know want to or not.
0: You can turn you, you can turn off receiving those on your end.
2: OK, so oh, you can
0: turn off the feature on your end so it doesn't show up on your phone okay. like that. OK, so good. Um, but the message, that would be
2: a safeguard for those who are right. worried about about that.
0: Exactly. Um And also uh it when when you've called that person, your now contact image is now populated inside their address book. You
2: mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: So it's, it's kind of like in messages. It sends your image that you've chosen your profile picture.
2: Yeah, it's just a natural extension of that, which Apple's already had for. For years now.
0: Yes. Um, And that also works with the name drop feature where if you bring two phones close together, it will exchange essentially electronic business cards so that you can put your contact information on their phone and theirs comes to yours. So that's kind of nice.
1: Hey, didn't Samsung make a whole big thing
0: out of the fact that we didn't have that? Yes, we've now <laughs> stolen it. Thanks, Samsung. Yes. <laughs> um, also, uh, stealing, speaking of stealing things, uh, Apple stole something from a 1980s-era answering machine, and you can yes. now what, screen what your is calls. That? You can screen your calls, live voicemail. So if you get a call and you can (laughs) receive the voicemail (laughs) transcription on your screen, (laughs) like father's cracking up, uh, you see see the voicemail transcription come live on your screen and then you can decide that you want to pick up at that point, which I think is, uh, can be really nice. I I have, um, the silence unknown callers Mm -hmm. turned Mm -hmm. on. So it was, but sometimes that call comes in. I'm like, I wonder who that is. Is it important? hmm and usually doesn't uh but it would be nice to know and sometimes say you're in a meeting for example and you do get a call from someone like your mom or your wife your husband and you're like is it important you know is it a come get can you pick up the milk or is it uh we're heading to the er yeah <laughs> right. that's the sort of thing you want you'd be like i've got to take this call and you get up and take it
1: Yeah. I've missed the answering machine effect. I'm sorry. I'm from that era because I had an answering machine full of Joanne. This is your mother. Um, And God rest her soul. But I'm glad to see something like that just for the same reasons. You know, if I'm in a meeting, I can look down and actually see it and or even hear it if I want to. It's like, okay, fine, I'll take this or no, I won't take that
0: happens all the time like jimmy akins on the west coast i'm on the east coast he'll call me sometimes it's mid-afternoon for him i'm sitting down to dinner with my family is this an a like a very important thing it would be nice to be able to say you know i'll call him back after dinner or there's you know a vital problem with the website or the podcast is not going out or you know something that needs immediate immediately to take care of um yeah i love the idea of being able to screen calls
2: so I will throw this out there. This is why I was laughing earlier. I do do know what voicemail is from the '80s, but <laughs> I am the I am the the millennial on the panel here, and it's been it's been literally months since I've gotten a voicemail. This is this is a great feature. I, I like it. I'm never going to use it. That's the, awesome. The like, I mean if if well if my parents call me i know something's up usually it's a text and then i can just you know quickly see the text on the on the screen and see okay mom's you yep. know perfectly fine she just wanted to say hi but yeah i Rarely get voicemails.
0: Let's see. what are my voicemails? I'm, I'm gonna see what will, my this will are.
1: appeal to my generation. Yes, most uh, most definitely. Now it's I
2: kind of just want someone to leave me a voicemail just so I can see this in action. <laughs> I'm gonna oh have geez. to.
0: Jeez. So most of my voicemails are things like. So our town has a reverse nine one one, so we get mm. reverse nine one one, so they can tell us that there's a party at the park later. Which is like that's not the point of the system. Um, and then my friends of the same age, so the other Gen Xers. And C V S and my doctor's office. And that's kind of it. <laughs> like and oh, and then, you know, spam calls. But uh yeah, I don't get a whole lot of other calls. Oh no, I
1: i get as a baby boomer, I get all kinds of friends who do leave <laughs> me still voice messages. Yep. So although I gotta say,
0: with both of my parents having passed away in the past year, um, I am very glad I saved all their voicemails that, mm-hmm. that yeah. I that I got for them. And so um it's nice to have that recording to, to to, to hang on to. That's I think I
2: maybe maybe what's going to go more in my my generation, um, and Dom, I think you're probably going to go to it is yeah the Facetime voicemail.
0: Yes, I think is mm. a really cool idea. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. How many times have I tried to like Facetime yep. someone and I couldn't get through it? I'm like, yeah. oh, now I have to send a text to tell them why I was <laughs> just, <laughs> yep. just leave yep. a video message. That's that would yep. be the, the whole thing. Yeah, I love that um the one i can think of is like i'm at the grocery store and i'm video facetiming my wife and she doesn't answer and i can go as soon as you get this this one or this one or this one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's 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 like 90% of my facetime video yeah. calls
2: but um and going back to even just your your uh, memory of your parents these will be cool little things for people yeah. to save of, of their loved ones too exactly yes,
0: that's so really nice yeah I did a lot of recording of my my mom and my dad in the last few years of them telling stories because I knew, you know, they were up there. There wasn't going to be long mm. and yeah, getting your parents, getting your parents on FaceTime and recording that. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. Your loved ones, any loved ones, mm. because, you know, you never know. Um, so yeah. That's a good point. Excellent. Excellent point. Um, so messages, which is probably the most important app on the phone is going, is getting some really nice improvements um, things like uh, the check-in feature so like you mm-hmm. can do find my you, you can find my with someone else but you don't want to necessarily do that with everyone because that's giving all that's giving away all your location information all the time it was really clever what they were doing is this, so i i think of this like for a young woman like my one of my daughters for example she's out with friends or out somewhere and she says, all right, I'm leaving this place. She texts, she messages me, I'll be, uh, I'm coming home. And then it will figure out when she should be home. And then if it's taking longer or, you know, if she makes a detour, it updates. And if she's, you know, if she goes off and doesn't, and leaves the the, the trail or whatever, it will mark her location. It will um, give the battery life and like all this information it's all safety information. I love that idea. That's a, that's a real good forward-thinking safety uh, feature that they're, that they're looking at there. So that yeah. was really good. Then uh, uh, some other features, like the stickers things. I mean, there's some fun things that, uh, that they're coming there. So that looked kind of fun.
2: Um, the, uh, g- the, the arrow to take you all the way back for a group chat of the, the messages you missed. Oh,
1: that that's, I think is going to be important.
2: I'm involved in a few too many group chats that sometimes Mm -hmm. just get (laughs) really away from you.
0: Scroll, scroll, scroll. Where did this start? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yes, like Discord, you can do that. You go into like, if you haven't been in Discord for a while, it just says, go back to where the last matches you read? Yes, please. I love that. Um, The uh, airdrop, name drop, we mentioned the improvements to to airdrop so that you can start an airdrop near someone. And even if you move out of airdrop range, it will continue it via its Wi-Fi and cellular. I love that. The improvement to autocorrect using the, they call it transformer models. A transformer (laughs) model is is what ChatGPT uses. It's Mm. basically these, like for a long time, I've been saying, why do we like ChatGPT, Bing, all this stuff, BARD, these are all just predictive language algorithms. They're predicting. Why isn't Apple doing that? Well, they are now. They're using that to improve autocorrect
1: yet try to use liturgical or (laughs) theological terms and the autocorrect is
0: hysterical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife complains all the time because there are certain words and phrases that she uses all the time that it's constantly correcting. And Mm. uh, so I just say it's about ducking time. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, (laughs) sorry, folks, Uh, that was a funny joke they used to that. Um, I like the journal stuff that they've added, the journal. journal app that there's going to be in there that will have access to things like your photo memories and location data to give you prompts on, on journaling. I journal, I write a journal every day. That's sort of a, do sort of like a gratitude journal and just the memories of things that have happened and stuff I'm thinking about. I find it to be a useful uh, tool. And I I, I think it's, I think it'd be helpful for, for a lot of people. And so I like this idea of a journal app. Do you yes. like to
2: do you do you journal um, on your phone, though, or do you journal like in a physical oh, no. uh, pen and paper? Oh,
0: no. Uh, technology. <laughs> I, okay. I use the day one app because <laughs> I've, I've journaled a lot like
2: in, in, a, in a notebook, like yeah. as I'm sitting in adoration. But I'm not sure I'd feel quite the same journaling on my phone or an Apple device.
0: I have short stubby fingers and writing for any length of time is a painful endeavor. So I prefer to type everything frankly.
2: I try to intentionally not have technology in, with me when I'm like in adoration. Yeah. And I love the physicality of a of a pen and paper journal. Yeah. Granted, I can't pull pictures from my phone and I can't, you know, yeah. do that yeah. kind of stuff. But That's true.
1: And see, I'm planning on starting to, I've, I've tried to journal before pen and paper doesn't work. So I decided I would try to use day one starting on yeah. my next birthday. Well, now this is going to be a problem because do I want to
0: wait? Oh, <laughs> Well, the thing is, is they've there's going to be a journaling API. So okay, third I party uh, journaling apps like day one will have access to all the same stuff that the Apple first person one will have. So uh, um, then maybe I should start on day one. then. <laughs> well, I was going to
1: see I was going to put it off and say, let me wait until the yeah. beta comes out <laughs> next month. Yep. But
0: I don't Father, know what to do now with your paper journal. You can always take pictures of it and post paste that into a journaling app like day uh, one. It's true. And remember, the iPhone does um, character recognition, so okay, on okay. you know, the live text. So I know some people who do that. They 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 do a written and typed, and they combine them. That's that's a good idea. I like the new standby mode. The like MagSafe. So if you put your phone on a MagSafe charger and turn it sideways, um, it does that thing kind of like what the watch does on your nightstand. Now I don't want this on my nightstand. It would be too bright and too uh you know janky in my eyes while I'm trying to sleep. I totally want this on my desk, uh, with widgets and, you know, live data, you know, scrolling by. This is it's kind of like a, a mini dashboard for your desk. I love this idea. I'm I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, but it's they're saying that the standby mode is going to go red at night, and we have one of those Echoes, yeah, that goes red at night, and it really does not light up the room. You get, you get seriously. Yeah.
0: There are some people like my wife who any light, whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. So I have to put um, special tape over all blue LEDs on everything in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can be in the room that makes light. But yeah, I mean, if you if you're okay with that, that's fine. That would be that would work well too. Yeah, but this this is going to kill nightstand though. The, the app. app. yeah, yeah, it's going to pretty Sherlock. much will kill off nightstand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to go with that, interactive widgets. I use a lot of widgets on my different devices, and I love. Having them there, but having widgets where you can interact with the data and do things like right now, widgets only, you know, it shows you information, but if you tap on it, it has to open up the app. Well, this was a way you can actually, like, for example, if I had my OmniFocus task list in a widget, I could complete them right there on the screen without having to open up OmniFocus. That would be really nice. Um, any other uh, iOS 17 or iPad OS 17 features that stand out to you guys? There was a lot more, but um, that, those are my highlights.
1: Now I'm going to have to get a new iPhone in order to use that standby.
0: Yeah. All uh, night. Well, this is an upgrade year for me too. So uh, I'm going to, I'll be getting my new iPhone and doing that on it. Uh, Sonoma, macOS Sonoma is the new version macOS. A um, couple of things that stood out to me is the widgets on the desktop, which is hello, Geek Tool. Well, like, Nice to see you back. Geek Tool was an app that I had for many years that put information on the desktop. It did just broke, eventually broke in the operating system. It just didn't work like, like it used to. Uh, it'll be nice to have widgets on the desktop instead of hidden away under notifications. Uh, gaming mode is really interesting. <laughs> Joanne backs away. Um, but the idea that it recognizes when I'm doing something intensive in the foreground and and basically pushes more other things that are in the background. Like this isn't just for gaming, but even for things like uh, editing and audio or video, or th- this could be a useful feature, but I love the idea of like <laughs> Google Chrome. I'm looking at you or brave uh, things that are running in the background while I'm trying to do something intensive in the foreground, just getting basically turned off. Uh, yeah. I like that.
2: I I would agree, but um, I, 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 um... On the latter part, because I Apple is yet to convince me that gaming on a Mac is is even worth it. I'm still a console and even if I if I did PC, it would be I I need I'd need a Windows for it.
0: They they need to get more of the A1 games on the Mac. They need like they supposed to last year they announced No Man's Sky was coming to the Mac. Still not there. Uh, But some of the stuff that they announced about the porting stuff. Like port, like the ability to port games over. Yeah. These are big, and in fact, I heard some folks talking because there's a there's another keynote after the regular keynote that's the platform state of the unions aimed at developers, and apparently they were really emphasizing this is aimed directly at Windows game developers to make it no brainer to bring your games to the Mac. So they they've got to follow through on that promise. They maybe got to throw cash at some of these guys. But until they've got the A1 games on the Mac, it's not, ga- not going to be a Mac system, yeah. I mean a game system. So the other one that seemed aimed at the current state of the world we live in right now, the video conferencing special effects. Um, those looked cool. Those look fun. Yeah.
1: That's what I like. The presenter overlay. Yeah. You know, it's if it's built in now and not having to buy a third party app
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or
1: third party service to do it, that's going to be a game changer for the stuff I do for the church.
0: And not just in FaceTime, but works will work out of the box in things like Zoom and Skype and Maybe Streamyard, like I can be able to do two thumbs up and like make fireworks go off behind me. Uh, Streamyard, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> that should be interesting. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I the 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 presenter overlay I think is a really interesting idea. I um, mean, mm. it looked slick. It looked really yes. nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, other things that they mentioned was like FaceTime on Apple TV using Continuity Camera. Yes, that looks really fascinating, not just even for like at home talking to grandma, but like if you've got a conference room, being able to have a big conference room TV with an Apple TV attached and being able to do a conference call, you like just call someone on your iPhone and then pop your iPhone up front on the stand. That that's a big deal. I think that's nice. I have wanted that for so long. Because yep. it is really hard
1: for my husband and I, and we have friends all over the, the world now, to get either in between my, my computer screen or, <laughs> you know, or, or, or the iPad to talk to them. It'd be right. so nice to see them on our on
0: our living room TV. And then be even being able to like do the uh, share play where you could watch a show together. I, I like that idea, you know, where you could you could interact with people who are far away. Um, so that that's a, a, an interesting one. Uh, the adaptive audio for AirPods that they showed where you had combined transparency and noise cancellation. Um, I like that because kind of like I got my wife AirPods cause she loves the air, the noise cancellation, but it really bugs her when she's like cooking and she's got her AirPods in listening to a podcast or something. And then one of the kids wants to talk to her and her hands are dirty. She's got to try to get the AirPod out. And, but with this, if someone approaches you and starts talking, it, mutes the the music or audio playing so that, that you can hear them. Although I would love it if it would pause. I think, in fact, it will pause if you have a conversation. I think that will do that. I think I remember them saying that.
1: Yeah, my husband would really appreciate that because when I have my <laughs> ears in, as I say,
0: yep. and he starts talking to me,
1: take your ears out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and people have those in all the time now. I see him in mm-hmm. church. I see people... Usually, young people uh, walk around with them in their ears. Uh, <laughs> They're probably not on, but they but they have them in their ears all the time.
1: But you know, it, it also would be good for people who have hearing problems.
0: Yep, yep. Well, especially you know? the noise cancellation. Uh, yes, ability. Uh, watch OS widgets looked really cool. Uh, I like the idea of being able to have the widgets on my watch that do. It's like sort of like complications on steroids. So it it's a lot more interactivity with certain apps i don't do a lot of stuff with my watch but the few things i want to do on it would be really enhanced by having widgets
1: but my feeling for that is because i usually get the smaller of the watches is that's got to be for the big the bigger face or the ultras yeah that it would really make a Mm. difference on this small one it's going to be is it going to be too much you know to read because my eyes are going as i get older (laughs) so and i don't want to buy an ultra because it's just too darn big
0: (laughs) those are big they're huge yeah uh and then they mentioned uh some mental health and vision health features i kind of kind of laugh at the whole myopia thing like uh half a quarter of all people have myopia now and uh, by 2050, we expect half of all people to have myopia. Like maybe it's because everyone's indoors staring at little screens in front of them. <laughs> maybe you could do something about that, Apple. Uh, that's probably what Vision Pro is is for. Um, but I, it was kind of clever. The idea that there's an ambient light sensors in the phones and in the watches will tell you if you or your kids have not been outdoors enough lately, mm-hmm. which I, I love that idea. You know, I, I mean, I try to make sure my kids go outside a half hour every day. You know, in the winter sometimes that's not possible, but um, it. it I, I like the idea that they're working to help. You know, counteract and tell you to take your head eyes out of your phone once in a while. I, think. or oh, the other one, which is like if you if you're holding the iPad too close to your face, that would be the other one. Uh, you know, because I see kids do that all the time. So, uh, yeah, I like that. And then the mental health features, like mindfulness exercises and some of that stuff like that. So th- those looked pretty interesting to me, too. Did I miss anything that you guys found particularly interesting the, from the presentation? There was a lot more. I, we're just hitting some. I think we'll be unpacking it for a while. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I will say one thing. I, I I mean, as as awesome as these things are, I still miss some of the wow factor that they used to have. Like iOS 17 had some some nice I mean uh some some good upgrades and stuff but none of it was was really like wow I guess for me
0: They're pretty mature operating systems now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, we've sort of gotten to a plateau in in ingenuity. So I'm, I mean I I can't really expect them to, you know, re- reinvent the wheel but um Yeah. And the quality of life improvements that they're making is awesome. So I'm I'm excited for those but but you know, Apple used to be like when they introduced the iPhone or introduce you know whatever it was this wow
0: factor well that's the vision Pro this year yeah
1: that's the vision that <laughs> yeah. is the vision pro and yeah. that's what has me excited I'm just thinking I'm at the end of you know my product my productivity years and I'm not going to be able to really
0: get mm. into that well, you have to get into gaming then Joanne. Absolutely not.
2: Join, join us.
0: Yeah, I'll be the one with
1: the barf bag in the corner. You know, <laughs> one of us. One
0: of <laughs> us. Um, or that Star Trek episode, Star Trek Next Generation episode, where it shoots the things into your eyes. Um, so the last question: Going to install the betas with the uh, the public betas when they come out? Yep. I will.
2: Yeah, I I usually always do that, and I. There's only one time that I regretted it and had to shift back, but
0: yeah,
1: I'll, I'll do the iPad and the phone uh, the iPad and the, maybe the Mac, the phone I will never do because I yeah. need it.
0: I will do my iPad. I might do the phone I'm and I'll probably do my MacBook air because I don't use it every day. Uh, but this, the Mac studio, I will not do because it's my production machine until I'm certain it's the fact the fact is is it's it's pretty unstable now and so unless really? i know things are are better and not worse i don't want to make it even worse uh all right i'm sure we'll be coming back to some of this stuff later i mean there's some really interesting features uh, things here i'd love to hear what uh listeners think about the vision pro um what would you want one would you want one at half or a quarter of the price um let us know all right. Uh, before we move on, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Rebecca Z, Father Andrew W., Mark W., Father Thomas L., and Ben H. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. So let's move on to some headlines. Uh, the first one is the sort of a, you know, what took you so long, uh, which is Google Authenticator can now finally sync two-factor authentication codes in the cloud. Yay. Oh, it's only took them 13 years to get there. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, I switched to the app Authy probably eight years ago, a long time ago, which which has been syncing all this time because one time i my, the app got deleted off my phone the google authenticator app mm. and i had to go through hell getting Ooh. all access back to all of my my two factor accounts now i also use one password which stores two factor authentication codes and syncs so it not all eggs in one basket anymore but it's nice to see google join us uh, do you guys use i still use google authenticator
2: but, and I, and I had the same thing happen it was one one year when I upgraded my phone it it I mean it transferred all my apps but the Google authenticator app didn't pull in my my uh, accounts and thankfully every account but one it was like I knew what my backup code was or there was a way to reset my password and I could get into things and then the one the one that I couldn't there was a there was a process going through them that I was able to get back into my account so like thankfully I didn't lose anything but yeah. It it kind of, yeah, opened my eyes a little bit to say, yeah, let's make sure this doesn't happen in the future. So I'm glad that they're finally syncing to the cloud. That's good.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I have four different authenticators because I started with LastPass. Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm stuck with that until I figure out how to move everything to OTP off. I do have Google for a couple of things that I needed Google for Microsoft, and um, Adobe has their own. Right. So Adobe yeah, access. Yep. Right. So you end up with four different authenticators. So
0: <laughs> I have Authy and 1Password, which are general. I have um, the Synology has one, DS Sign, a secure sign, uh, Microsoft Authenticator, and then uh, Steam Guard. Steam has its own authenticator and Adobe, and I'm probably missing one. But yeah, I, I, kind of. I'm looking forward to the day when passkey is a thing, and we don't have to do two-factor authentication anymore mm, and passwords. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're we're slowly moving in that direction. So I I thought this next story was kind of interesting. Why there's no suburbia in open world games, and <laughs> the it's interesting because i've been playing a lot of american truck simulator which has me driving through uh all of the american uh west including wyoming and uh best state of all the best state of all that's right and um <laughs> but you you notice this in these games where you go f- like from the city to the directly into rural you know nothingness you know uh, open open land uh and there's no real suburbia and this interesting article with advice Kind of goes into why would that be, and there's there's a lot of different reasons. Some of it's technical, technological. You know, it's harder to render all of that stuff. Um, some of it is cultural. We kind of think of suburbia as boring and bland and beige. Um, you know, it, it, some of it has to do with good gameplay. Uh, you know, cities feel exciting. Suburbia feels boring. So, uh, father, as a as a gamer, what do you think of of the the emphasis in a lot of open world games for cities over suburbia.
2: I, to be honest, hadn't thought about it a whole lot. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that there's definitely a push towards, uh, that, which is more exciting. Um, but then you play a game like we're actually, before we started recording, we start, we're talking about the new legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of cities in that, but it's, um, it's, it's actually quite open um right and uh and uh it's 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 super super beautiful and fun to explore um but suburbs yeah, yeah i guess maybe they're just boring i guess uh,
0: yeah i mean I, I i i haven't played a lot of the games that they are mentioned in this article like the gta games and the assassin's creed and that sort of stuff but i i get the idea you know cities have landmarks that are very identifiable sure. pretty much every suburb i mean in regionally every california suburb looks like every other california suburb every new england suburb looks a lot like every other new england suburb so it's it, it's sort of what's the point of rendering all of these suburbs unless you want a world that's ultra realistic right 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 um but as one of the game developers says we're not trying to build realism we're just trying to build believability so um until until compute power is at such a level that it's trivial to include every single thing accurate down like sort of like ready player one level accuracy um it's probably not worthwhile but uh i just thought it was interesting if folks could take a look at it and they can uh, they could they can let me know what you think if the uh, if it's more technological or more cultural social so here's a Uniquely Catholic technology story. In just a few days from now, June 10th, the Vatican will launch a, a satellite into orbit around the Earth atop a SpaceX Falcon out of Vandenberg Space Force Base in California, which is kind of cool. Uh, so the Space satellites oh, I've probably butchered that, but um, it's Latin. It means Guardian of Hope. Uh, satellite, it will carry a record of the Pope's Statio Orbis message of March 27th, 2020, uh, that message he gave during the height of COVID, where he was uh, praying for the world. And um, I think Statio Orbis means state of the world. Uh, so the SpaceSat 3U cube satellite will launch aboard the uh, SpaceX Falcon 9, and it will have, it's it's about the size of a football, American football, yeah, uh, the only real football, and it will house a, a it's called a nano book version of the Pope Pope Francis's uh, book. Um, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? Which is from the Statio Orbis message. Um, that is about the size of the tip of a pen. In other words, it can only be read using a special nano book reader. Uh, so it's it, you know there's no one up there to read it anyway. So, so like, mm-hmm. but if you have a UHF band radio, you can and you aim it the right direction at the right time. You can uh, pick pick up a broadcast beamed from the satellite on the four thirty-seven point five megahertz uh, band to hear excerpts from the Pope's book as it passes overhead. Oh bless you, go if you widen, as I go across the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
1: kinda of cool. It is I cool. do. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting that we can embrace this, the technology, and still try to get the message out there. You know, I, I think I I I it, you know who else is doing this and and for people to say that catholics never you know we're forward thinking like this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, back, or more backward no we're not right i mean we've had to apologize to galileo but still we're not <laughs> right. we're not that backward
0: yeah i love the idea like there's no other church there's no other religion out there that doing things like this you know, the, mm-hmm. with the Orthodox i mean god bless them all i'm not though nothing against them but this is a the only Catholics would think to do this is what I'm saying, you know it. And I love we're we're sending the gospel into space, you know, mm-hmm. in in the Pope's messages. I mean, it's not like the Bible has not been aboard, like Apollo 11. In fact, I think it was Neil Armstrong. I'm gonna think um, is one of Are the Apollo he, 11.
1: Apollo, were You thinking Apollo 8 with Frank Gorman when he read Genesis?
0: Uh, there was that too, but there's, I think it was one of the Apollo 11 astronauts who did a, an Episcopalian communion service in orbit of the moon. Um, okay. I think
1: that, I think that
0: was 11. Okay. Yeah. So I forget what it was. Maybe it might, well, I don't think it was Collins and I don't, I don't know if it was Armstrong or anyway. Um, but I love this idea of carrying the gospel outward into space and doing so in this really visible way. Um, I, I, I kind of love it. So, um, what else should we send up father?
2: <laughs> probably, should, probably shouldn't ask me that
0: <laughs> copy of uh,
2: 1977 Star Wars the first cut
0: oh, okay. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a how-to manual for the aliens <laughs> <laughs> it was our warning to them um, oh. yeah so I just think that's really cool uh, I'll be looking for that launch on uh, it'll, I'm sure it'll be on the SpaceX YouTube channel on February, on June 10th And finally, Apple and Google are teaming up to stop unwanted AirTag tracking. This is a big deal. Ever since AirTags showed up, people have been worried that that bad actors are going to use it to track people against their will and uh, surreptitiously to hurt them. And there's been a lot of criticism of Apple. Apple's tried to fix things, but uh, not to the satisfaction of many. And so this latest thing is, is Apple and Google working together Presumably so that Android phones can also do what Apple's already done for iPhones, which is tell you when there's a a, an unknown tracker following you, perhaps on your person or in your car or something like that. Um, What do you all think of that? It's
2: about time. I love it. You know, there's there's been an app in the Google store that allows Androids to detect those Apple AirPods, but it takes like five to ten minutes to make a scan and it's just clunky and it this no this is this is a this is something aimed at stopping uh stalkers and malicious uh uh, well i mean hopefully not a malicious use but i mean that's 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 what they're aiming this at is, is stopping that kind of stuff and so yeah i'm all for it
1: you know i think business competition is healthy but when it comes to safety This, you know, we need to put all of that aside and come together as a tech community and work for the common good. At least I would hope we would want to do that.
0: This is like when they came together with the uh, COVID tracking back in 2020, you know, coming together and coming up with a system, working together to come up with something secure. And I think that's what that's what this is, is going to be secure because it's going to be OS level. It's going to be built into Android OS and to the uh, iOS And that'll be good. And it says that this article from CNBC says the change will also allow other lost item trackers, such as those made by Samsung or tile to build similar iPhone and Android alert features so that if someone plants a tile on you or the Samsung Mm -hmm. equivalent, that you'll also get alerts for those as well, which is good for me as an iPhone user, because that 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 I wouldn't I don't get those alerts if that that were to happen. So I like that idea. So bravo. They said uh in a future operating system and it should be kind of available by the uh, available in technology preview at the end of 2023. So probably iOS 18, you, we can expect to see something like that. All right. Those are our headlines. Let's move on to our picks of the week and father Andrew, you're up first. What is your pick this week?
2: Uh Well, my pick this week is, um, productivity based i'm as i've been in in back in in classes i've actually had a weird and well not a weird reason but a, a reason to go to use fedex's website so their their print uh their print and design portion of their website and um i specifically used it for we got a we got a pdf version of um some class notes and rather than i I mean using scrolling through you know a hundred pages or so of pdf on a computer is is one thing, but it's so much nicer to look at it in kind of a book format and so rather than just print it out and staple it, I went to the FedEx website and you can actually have them print it and bind it, and they'll add a they'll add kind of a harder back cover to it and then add a clear front cover to it. Nice. So, um, mm-hmm. so I really, I've, I found that to be really helpful when I've got things like, you know, tons of pages of a PDF that I need so that I can read more easily than on a computer. If it's notes, um, um, I think I, I did that actually back in seminary for maybe my thesis. I had it bound that way too, for, for, for something, but it, you can do all sorts of different things too, besides binding uh, PDFs. I mean, with with FedEx, you can print announcement cards, you can print other prints, you can uh, create calendars, business cards, brochures, all sorts of stuff. So it's it's sort of just a, a handy online print uh, print deluxe studio sort of sort of thing. But it's it's done through FedEx, and then you can have it. You can do it all online, and just have and pick it up at your local FedEx. FedEx Center, and, uh, you know, prices range all over the place, depending on how big or small your product is. But
0: Since um, it's FedEx, will they just deliver it to you if you want?
2: Probably. I I, I have a FedEx uh, thing just down the street, so I've always just gone and picked it up in person. But you can also bring, like, if you have printed out a ton of, you know, loose-leaf papers and you want them to bind it for you, you can just bring all those papers in and they'll bind it for you and charge you just for the the cover and the binding and, and whatnot. But but yeah, I'm sure they'd be able to, to ship it to you as as well.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that for like printing like announcements and that sort of stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh Joanne, what's your pick this week? Well during the um
1: during the keynote for WWDC, every time they were putting a phone down somewhere, they were putting it on this really cool little stand. And I wanted to know what that stand was, since <laughs> I was buying a few oh, I had already bought a few. I shouldn't say I was buying I already bought them for home and for for work. but I found out that it's the twelve south forte stand for iphone um with the magsafe charger in it. The thing about this stand is that it tilts so it, it but the way they were showing it. Um, in the demo was that it was always straight, but it tilts back about 70 degrees and you can also tilt it so that it will also charge uh, AirPods and the charger. So it's one of these, looks nice, you know, and it also functions well. And I think if we're going to be putting our phones in our, you know, now in front of our TVs or by our nightstands, this might be something That I think, I I know I'm going to get one now for the nightstand. I already bought one, but now I'm going to get this one.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. That is a nice one. Yeah. It's not too expensive. 38 bucks is pretty good for a MagSafe charger. It is. All right. So I've got one that is a little bit more expensive. So uh, people know, uh, I've talked a lot on the show about how I'm an outdoorsy sort of person. My family will camp in a lot. Uh, And I'm also a big user of various Anchor products. And so Anchor had a Kickstarter recently for the Anchor Everfrost powered cooler. Now, this is not the first electric cooler out there, but it is certainly the coolest and most advanced and I use coolest in the pop the pun way. I intended that pun. Uh so what makes this different? So it has a battery pack that's removable. You can pull slide it out and you can even swap in another battery pack. Uh it has it can cool at 39 degrees, which is refrigerated temperature up to 42 hours. And because it's a cooler, there's no ice. So you don't, it says no wasted space. I mean, it does take up space for the condenser and all that jazz. So it, you're kind of trading off there. <coughs> Excuse me. But you never have ice in the bottom of your cooler making all your stuff soaked and soggy and wet, which is uh, I really hate. Um, you can control it with a smart app. So you it, it connects via Bluetooth. So you can um, you know, monitor it from a distance. Uh, you, you can connect solar panels to it to continue to charge it. So I'm really looking forward to doing this. And like some of the the bigger one, they have a 50 liter. I got the 30 liter, or the 40 liter. I think I got the 50 liter. Has two compartments, so you can have one be the freezer and one be the cool the fridge. Uh, so, like if I'm going camping with the scouts or my family for a couple days, you know, for the weekend. We can put all of our food in it, and it will be cooled and safe for several days now um there they they are sending and will be selling separately a cover for it. I'm not sure I'd leave this out in the rain because it's all electronics, but it certainly you know i would like I, I tend not to leave my cooler outside at night anyway um I tend to put it inside the van or the truck uh just because of animals but um in general, I think uh it's it's really cool it's really neat i i'm really excited to to get this out on my first camping trip uh whenever we go on that but uh or even just take it to my brothers for for a pool party you know how much is this uh so the uh the kickstarter the uh, 40 liter which is the middle one was 600 something dollars oh so it was not okay it was not it's just like yeti level but it's about in the range for powered coolers so of, of that size my brother's a truck driver and he's had a like a uh powered cooler, not a battery powered but one that you plug into the light socket in his semi for decades he's had the them uh you know because you're on the road forever and you need to you know you don't want to have to get fast food everywhere uh or, or keep buying ice so um And he was saying like, yeah, that's about what what it would cost to get one, a a decent one like that. And this is a really nice, it's a really well-built cooler. I'm really excited. In fact, we we're kind of using it as a extra fridge space. Like when we go shopping, I go shopping on Fridays. When I come home, the fridge is kind of over full. So I sometimes put some like fruits and veggies in a cooler in the kitchen until we make some space in the fridge. There's seven of us. <laughs> we just don't never have enough room in the fridge. So, uh, but this way it stays at temp, which is really nice. So, um, kind of, uh, it's really neat. Uh, um, yeah, I I can't say enough about it. It is expensive. I I will grant you that. But we we are out enough where mm. it's worthwhile for us.
1: Well, I can conf- I can forget getting one for my office then.
0: <laughs> yeah, at the six the, the, I mean, the thirty liter is smaller and less expensive, but there are other ones out there that are, uh, battery powered or even just plug in, you know, that would be, um, less expensive. This is just a really nice one, you know that, that price. So, and that's our picks of the week. And, uh, that's it for our discussion this time. We would love to hear from you and let, and let us know what you thought of anything we talked about today and let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com, or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com discord. You can find links from our discussion and picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm tec215. Remember to like each episode of Secrets of Tech on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, where we're at sqpn, and leave us comments wherever you find us. Until next time, Joanne Mercier. thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks, Dom. And Father Andrew Kinsteader, thank you as well. Absolutely. And thank you both for joining me in geeking out over the latest Apple stuff. And once again, I'm Dom Bethanelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest.